simple. We can all sing it. Oh, how I love Jesus. over your life. Come on, I want you to think about it. Let every knee rise on your feet this very moment if you can. Jesus Oh, oh How I love you I love you because He first Oh, I love Jesus I love Jesus. I want to tell you, Lord, how much, how much I love, how much I love you. Sing with me. Oh, I love Jesus. Ah. If you know what the Lord has done for you. Oh, I love Jesus. Oh, because. Mm. Some of you are singing love song to Jesus as if you are upset with him. Oh, how I love Jesus. Think about the love of the Lord. Think about the mercy of Jesus. Oh, I love you, I love you. Oh, hey, how I love Jesus. 
Say a bigger amen for Jesus. Hi. Please have your seat. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I want to tell you how much I love you. How wonderful you look today. How lovely you are today. But thank God that I didn't do it. But it was the doing of the one who loved you first. Oh, I, didn't know, I don't have people that understand what I'm talking about. As much as I love you, thank God Almighty that it wasn't my doing, but it was the one that loved you first. Thank God Almighty that it wasn't my doing, because if it was only my doing, it would not have come this far. But thank God Almighty that the one that made you look beautiful today that the one that made you who you are today, his name is Jesus. Ha! Tell your neighbor he loves you. And tell your neighbor I love you. Ah. Some of you, you don't even know how to say I love you to your husbands and your wives. May the Lord help you. You see, love is a universal word. And it's because everywhere you go, everywhere you find yourself, love is the word that surpasses and cuts across social economic status. Love is the subject that cuts across not just those who believe, but even the unbelievers. Some way, somehow, when it comes to the subject of love, even the unbelievers need love. And those who have come to believe, we are still in constant need of love. They talk about the fact that in this season of Corona, is the highest season where there's been so many suicide and depression. Why? Because people feel disconnected from experiencing love. So maybe I'm not talking about you, but maybe I'm talking about myself. That I need love day after day. We need love. Say, I need love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
So when we are talking about the subject of love today, and I want to speak briefly on the message, the love that stands. Means that there are some certain laws that don't have the ability or the endurance to stand. But I want to speak to you today about the love that stand. Hallelujah. Because if we need love, and we all agree that we all need, some way, somehow, we need some component of love in our life, then we need the love that can stand with us in season and out of season. I need the love that I can count on in season and out of season. I don't need a love that will disappear when trouble shows up. I don't need a love that disappears when I, 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 I change to become something. Or I grow and my body, my, everything about me changes. And I start to see the wrinkles moving through my faces. I need a love that stands with me. I need a love. I need, a love. Yeah. I, I need the love that stands with me. By the grace of God, because of my position as a pastor, I've officiated so many weddings. And I've seen how on the days, on the day of the, of the wedding ceremony, when the couples are saying their vows to each other, you see the expression, the intensity. That is going on. That is why you see man cry. Because. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. How tough of a man he is. But when the man recognizes That I am standing in the place. Where I am becoming wedded, a certain person is taking me into their life. There is a certain measure of emotions, feelings, something starts to go through your thoughts, and it starts to go through your mind, and you start to start to express that with just tears. So even when you're in the in the context of the vows. You see that their language and their voices changes. It means that there is something about love that has the ability to influence beyond what you yourself can influence. Uh, because you can walk around and say, I'm tough. But when love shows up, when love shows up, something else happens. You become a new person. You become a new man. You become a new woman. Because when love shows up, you see something in you that you never saw before. I'm not preaching to another church. Let me preach to this church. When love shows up, you see something about you that you never saw before. Because what love says is that I'm not looking at all the wrongs of your doing. But I want you just as you are. So when we speak of the vows, we say for better or for worse. Because in the context of the vows, we recognize that what brought us to come to say the vows was called love. 
So if love can bring me to the destination to save his love, then I can be confident that for better or for worse, it does not sound like an idea that I now have to figure it out. It is not an idea that you have to now discover, but it is a subject matter, meaning it is something that has to live within your being, that this love has brought you this far, and this love has accepted you. Say, I need a love that stands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll not preach long, but I'll teach it. Song, song of songs. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since you went there. Some of you, you don't know how to even find it. <laughs> By confession. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Song of Songs, chapter 8, verses 7. Now I want you to see the context of this message. This is a, basically a collection of, some call it the poem, or things that was written by King Solomon, a man of great wisdom. The Bible says in verses 7, Mighty waters cannot extinguish love. Mighty waters cannot what? Extinguish what? Love. Rivers cannot sweep it what? Away. If a man were to give all his worth for love, it would be utterly scorned. Mighty waters cannot extinguish what? Love. <laughs> you didn't say amen to that. Mighty waters cannot put out love. I repeat it again. Mighty waters cannot put out love. It means that love, the subject of love, is as a flaming, blazing fire. That it does not matter how much fire water you pour on it, yet it cannot be extinguished. So to speak about the subject, the love that stands, it is necessary that we cover two important issues. One, understanding the value of love. And seeking after love. It's all in this context. Understanding the value of love. And seeking after what? Love. To understand the value of love is the first thing I want us to deal with. Mighty waters cannot extinguish love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. It means that in everything, there are components that fit into it. This organ will not be complete if some electrical things are not in it to be able to make the, the rhythm and the sound tuned based on how you play it. Maybe I'm talking to somebody here. 
So when the Bible says mighty waters cannot extinguish love, it means that there is a component in love that it does not matter how big of your waters are. It does not matter how, how great your waters are. But because of what is in this love, it is unable to extinguish it. It is unable to sweep it away. So guess what? The mighty water shows up. And the love still is here. The river shows up. But love still is here. You have to understand the value that is in this in this component called what? Love. I am not talking about out of control love. It is not talking about a blazing love where it is not in order. I'm talking about a love in commitment. There is love out of control and there is love in commitment. What I'm speaking to you about is understanding the love in commitment. Are you getting me, church? No amount. The water represents your everyday life of experiencing disloyalty. The water represents your everyday life of experiencing distrust. Your waters represent your everyday life of disappointment. The waters also represent the persecution that you may go through because of your faith in Jesus. And those waters sometimes could be mighty than you can think of. Every time you turn around, those who say they love you disappoint you. Every time you turn around, those who said they love you distrust you. Every time you try to make a certain measure of progress, those who said they will be with you disappoint you. But when they keep mounting up, what stands with you? When the mounts, all those things mount up, what you should have is the love that stands. I want to show you something. Acts chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. Now, I want you to study this as well when you go home. Say, God, help me to study this. Give me one to three, one to three, together. Amen. In this passage, I'm going to teach you two types of how this love stands. In this passage, you experience two subsets of people, or two types, or two categories of people, but yet how this love still stands. The Bible says, so agreed with putting him to death, which was Stephen. On that day, a severe persecution broke out against what? The church in Jerusalem. 
and all except who? The apostles were what? Scattered. I want you to underline that. All except the apostles were scattered. The church members were scattered. <laughs> it is not a shepherd's house. We ain't scattered. You know what I'm saying? We still standing. Uh -huh. The members are scattered. And now I was left with the pastor and the co-pastors. Something has happened. Persecution has showed up. The people who say that they believe in Jesus are being killed, are being persecuted. So in the midst of the persecution, people start to what? Scatter. Now let's see this. Throughout the land of Judea and what? Samaria. But Devoted men buried what? Stephen. And more deeply over him. Hear this. So, however, what a raging, what was raging the church. And he would enter where? House by house. That's how intense Saul was on the, like, on the task to destroy Christianity. He did not just at a public place to carry his assignment. He entered into house by house. So as much as they were scattering, Apostle Saul was still following them into their houses. And he dragged off them, men and women, and put them where? In prison. Say love that stands. The first people I want to talk to you about is the man, the people called the apostles. Now, what we read in the scriptures, in the gospels, Matthew, John, Luke, when you read and Mark, when you read those gospels, you realize the type of people they were. That when Jesus Christ was captured, what did they do? They scattered. in the scriptures. When Jesus Christ was captured, what did they do? They denied him. But at this point, when that same persecution was going on, and they were the head of those persecution, the Bible says everybody scattered, but they what? Remained. Meaning, that they had experienced something that the people have not really become associated to. What they have come to experience is the measure and the extent and the thought of God concerning their life. So they realize that the love that they had was far greater than the persecution. The persecution only becomes a mount, only becomes a mighty water if you are not under the love. And that love is God. And if you really have God in your life, 
and you are committed with him. He said you shall go through the fires, but he shall not burn you. The Lord tells you that you shall go through the rivers, but he will not overflow you. So that Lord tells you that as long as the Lord is with me, I am not moved by what I see. How committed are you to God? Are you just saying, I love him? But when it comes to your true commitment, it is based on what you are seeing. I'm committed to God because things are working okay for me. But when things are not working out, my commitment is questionable. I'm only committed to God. Because I want A and B. But that love does not send a message. The value of what? Love. The reason why some of us, we run away from God, is because we have equated the standard value of this love with your value. <laughs> let, me, let me help you out. Before I go there, I want to talk about this man called Saul. The Bible says he was putting them where? In prison. But check out. Check this out. That same Saul that was on the tax of murdering Christianity became the apostle that wrote more than half of the New Testament. What I came to announce to you that the love of God that not look at just your past. The love of God that not operate because of your wickedness, because of your disappointment. The love of God that not work with you because of all that has happened in your past. When love shows up, when love shows up, it doesn't matter who you used to be, but when love shows up, love sees something different in you. Love sees a mighty warrior in you. Love sees a joy in you. Love sees hope in you. Love sees a more than a conqueror in you. Apostle Paul. He persecuted the church. But yet God appointed him. I want you to think about the measure of this love. How can God choose him? He who is a murderer. Of his work. Some of us, we know what people have done against us. We know what people have said against us. And because of that, we are not able to manifest any measure of love to them. But God did not equate what Saul had done to say, I can't use you. But God still said, so I still love you. In the midst of everything, I still love you. Can that be our gospel? That in the midst of everything else we may be going through, we can still love. Can that be our gospel? First John chapter, six, chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. I'm ending very soon. I just realized my time is fast gone. When you get a chance, please go home and read it. But I want us to look at that this love is not only just in the days of the apostles, but also 
is in the days of the Old Testament. I love the days of the Old Testament. Because some of us, we think that in the days of Old Testament, man was just on his own. But we realize the provision of God even in the days of the Old Testament. First Samuel chapter 20, verses 14 to 17. I'm not going to read it. But we can go there. The Bible tells us, first Samuel chapter 20, verses 14 to 17, that Jonathan, David, and Jonathan, God had brought these two together. David's, Jonathan's father was on the tax to destroy David. Why? Because he felt threatened by who? David. Now check this out. The interesting thing is this. Jonathan recognized that at the end of the day, this man David is, not, is going to become the king of the people of Israel. And he's going to take over the rulership. But wait a minute. In the context of kingship, if Saul, the king, is not there, Jonathan now has to become the king. But then how come Jonathan, recognizing that even though my father is the king, I'm not in line, yet he was at all convinced to help David. Go to Romans chapter 15, verses 1 going, verses 1 to 6. I was hoping to finish this, but maybe not. Now, we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength and not please ourselves. Each one of us must please his neighbor for his good in order to build him up. For even the Messiah did not place himself. On the contrary, it is written, the insult of those who insult you have fallen on what? Me. For whatever was written before was written for your what? Instruction. So that through your endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we may have hope. Now may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you agreement with one another according to Christ so that you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with a united mind and what? Voice. Jesus Christ did not focus on himself, but he focused on you and I. That is the expression of love. How much do you think about your loved ones? How much do you think about your neighbors? How much do you think about the people around you? How much do you think about the people that you even go to church with? How is that a burden or a concern on you? How much do you think about, you know, every time it's either the pastor has to be the one to call you, how much have you even called somebody sitting next to you today? How much have you taken the moment to say, my brother, my sister, I don't know your name, but I just want to tell you, God loves you. How can I be of service to you? 
Same church. But the question is, how can you be of service to your brother or your sister? Are you hearing me in church? I'm preaching the gospel here to you. The gospel of love. We have become Christian. The Christianity world or the Christianity people, we have to be conscious and be intentional that we got to what? Follow the instructions of our Lord. Love. Somebody once asked me, how can you love such a person when you know this person is purely trying to find every way they can to destroy you? And my response was this. What else do I have left? All I have is love. You see, if you come to that agreement that you don't have any envy, any jealousy, any bitterness, but all you have is love, then that is the only thing you can give. The reason why you can still be, you show envy, upset, act all sorts of ways to somebody is because you got too many things lingering around. But if you know the value in love, then you will lift that value above everything else. That when you see anger, you push it on the side. When you see disappointment, you push it on the side. When you see the people that have put you into shame, you don't look at them with the same shame, but you look at them with love. I know you are upset, but that's okay, because I'm preaching the gospel to you. I want you to be saved by grace. I wrote some few things here. Love cannot be extinguished if you do not make love about your self-interest, but about your self-purpose. Our self-purpose is being the children of the Lord, not your self-interest. Love cannot be extinguished if you don't put its value in, its value in emotions and feelings only. Love cannot be extinguished if you don't act it out on the premises of others. If you don't act it out on the premises of others. Meaning, you cannot extinguish this love if you act it only because of what somebody does for you. If you don't act your love based on what somebody does for you, you have too much love to give to people. Love cannot be extinguished if you draw it out of the endurance and the encouragement of the word of God. Romans chapter 15, read it again when you go there, that the Lord gives you. Now the last one I want to talk about is seeking after love. In the Song of Songs that we read, chapter 8, it said, if a rich man uses all his wealth, for love. A lot of times, I want to end by saying, you cannot buy love. You cannot buy love. Whatever you buy is based on the value it's worth. I will not buy this shirt for $100 because I don't value it to be $100. So I will either wait for it to come to the value that I think it's worth. That is when I will buy it. You getting me here? 
So whatever you want to buy, if you buy love, you buy based on the standard of yourself. So whatever you value it to be, that's exactly what you get. I'm ending church. But if you buy love out of the value that God has given it, then you receive the standard of God. Can I say that again? If you buy love from the standard of God, then you receive love from the standard of God. Meaning, however God sees love, is now how you will be, be able to operate in it. The reason why you can love even your enemies is because God sees love more than the enemies. God values love more than the enemies. Ephesians 3, verses 17 to 19. Ephesians 3, verses 17 to 19. It says, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith and may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width, the length, the height, and the depth of his love, fully experiencing the amazing endless love, and that you may come to know practically, this is the amplifier, through personal experience, the love of Christ which surpass mere knowledge without what experience, that you may be filled up Throughout your being, to all the fullness of God, so that you may know, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Completely filled and flooded with God Himself. Completely filled with all the fullness of God. And the fullness of God carried the love of God. So in a mix, when the mighty waters come, they also experience a mighty water. And that water is love. And that water is that of Christ Jesus. He says that the saints will come to understand how wide, how deep, how high the love of God is. The Bible is teaching us something here. That we should let love surround us. If we practically walk in love, then what love is able to do, man will be amazed to look at you and say, how do you do this? Because love is at work. To the young men and the young women, you need love. 
But there is no other greater love than the love that is of God. Whilst I'm speaking, I want you to go to Romans chapter 8. Actually, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. To the husbands and wives here, you need love. Stop trying to love your husband or your wife with your own ability. But love him through the word of God. The mothers and the fathers, love your children with the love of God. Just because of their failures, just because of their disappointing you, does not mean you give up on them. Love them. The love of a mother. Let that love reign in all of us. I made some four points here. When one gains the love of lo- the value of love from this context, their relationship with God and others cannot easily be washed away. The reason why, when it comes to your work with God, your work with God, it is solely dependent on how things are in your life. That is not the love that God wants from you. He wants you to love Him irrespective of anything. So Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verses 30, 39 and 30, 38 and 38 and 39, he says, For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, no height, no death, or any other creature thing will be able to separate us from the ultimate love, from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Where is the love found? In Jesus. So if you say that you have come to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior, There is love in him. He's the source of that love. Even when they are hating against you, still draw from him love. You know who don't like you. You don't need a prophet to tell you who don't like you. Because they are real. They definitely let you know they don't like you. Just that, the way they even look at you yourself. But let love penetrate. Let love speak in your life. Love through him. When you look at the person, think about how God loves Saul. He murdered the church members. But God still loved him. How can it be? How can it be? Why can't you forgive and forget? It's only the world that tells you, forgive, but don't forget. 
The Bible says that he will count our sin no longer against us. And he will not remember our sins against us anymore. But many times, we go back to remember what somebody did against us. And when we do remember, what happens? Bitterness, pain, sadness start to come back into us. It's because you still have it lingering around. But let God take hold of your heart. Let love reign in your heart. So that all you have is called what? Love. It is only when one seeks to be satisfied in God's love that he or she is able to experience his life of love that mighty waters cannot extinguish. What am I saying here? Can you be satisfied with the love of God? Are you satisfied with the love of God? Listen, I know. When I first got married, I had my own expectations. I am preaching to a holy church. Once a sinner saved by grace. I had my expectations. And I had the demand that my expectation needed to be met. For me to know that I am being loved. Whereby, when it comes to me myself, I am not showing enough love to this person. You see how interesting humanity is we are? I have an expectation for my wife. But her expectation is not important to me. That's why I said, when it comes to the love of God, it's not about your self-interest. But it's of your self-what? Purpose. When you focus on your self-purpose, as a husband, you don't put demand. But you serve. When you focus on your purpose as a wife, you don't put demand, but you serve. Sons and daughters, when you put the self-purpose of what God has called you to be, you don't put demand on how to show love to your parents or your friends. You just do it. Oh, Jesus. Romans chapter 5. I'm ending, and I'm ending here. That's the last scripture. I love this so much. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God. Let's all rise, please. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, also through him, we have obtained access by faith. Into what? His grace. Which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now, not only that, we rejoice in our what? Affliction. We rejoice what? Say, I rejoice in my pain. I don't know what you are going through, but maybe only me go through stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe only me. Because I go through a lot. Well, I got a witness in this house. 
Do I got a witness in this house? But in my affliction, I rejoice. Why? Because we know that affliction produces what? Endurance. Where did you find this endurance? In Christ. But where else again? In his word. The scriptures I gave you, you can go back and read it. You see it. Endurance produces proven what? Character. And proven character produces what? Hope. Right? Now, this is what my favorite is. This hope does not what? Disappoint. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who has what's given to us. So the reason why we are not experiencing enough of this love is because we are not asking of the Holy Ghost to pour in our hearts His love. The love that stands. My brothers and sisters, it's the love that is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God does not disappoint. When you cannot withstand the storm, go on your knees and say, Father, I need your love. Holy Spirit, pour your love in me. Pour your love so I can love this this son of mine, this daughter of mine. Pour your love within me so I can love this husband of mine, this wife of mine. Pour your love in me so I can love this boss of mine, this colleague of mine. Pour your love in me so I can love my neighbor. Pour your love in me. Pour your love in me. Lift up your voice and just thank God and just pray that the Lord will pour that love in you. Father, pour your love in us. Pour your love in us, Lord Jesus. Pour your love in us, Lord Jesus. Whoever is in need of your love, oh God. Whoever is in need of your love, oh God. We plead that, Father, pour your love in us, oh Lord Jesus. Father, you know us more than ourselves. You know our struggles. You know our difficulties. You know the things that sometimes, my God, it is hard for us to let go. We pray that, Lord, pour your love in us. Pour your love in us. That we shall do your will. For you are love. And your children shall walk in your love. When we don't know how, today we pray that on this Thanksgiving day, remind us and pour your love in our hearts. Oh, Jesus. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name. Father, I want to commit myself. I commit myself, my brothers and my sisters in this house. We commit ourselves to you, O oh God. Lord, we know we need your love. For without your love, we cannot do it. Without your love, we cannot exp- go through the affliction and the persecution. We ask that may the Holy Spirit pour your love upon our heart. May our heart be full of your love, O God. 
Heavenly Father. The pastor needs your love. The church leaders need your love. Your children need your love. The mother here needs your love. The father here needs your love. The husband needs your love. The wife needs your love. The youth needs your love. Even to the unborn child in the womb of their mothers, they need your love. So Holy Spirit, when they come to the shepherd's house, worship center, pour your love upon us that our, your love will be reflected in our lives, that in our community, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, in our families, all that people will see is the love of the Lord. May the name of the Lord be praised. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.